0: Welcome to the Monkeys Fighting Robots podcast with Matthew Sardo. Take your sticky paws off me, you damn dirty ass. <laughs> Holy sh, they're actually monkeys fighting robots. You can follow us on Twitter at monkeys underscore robots. And on Instagram at monkeys Make sure to download and review our podcast from iTunes and Stitcher. And now,
1: here's your host, Matt. Welcome to the 26th episode of Monkeys Fighting Robots. I have a very intense episode for you today. James Giuliani is the fifth of six kids born to a religious, working-class Italian-American family. He turned to petty crime in high school, and by his 20s, he was the enforcer for mob boss John Gotti of the Gambino crime family. After serving time in prison, he now spends his days caring for and rescuing animals with his wife. Giuliani just published his first book, Dogfella. Dogfella recounts the story of Giuliani's life, from his involvement in street gangs and the infamous Gotti crime family, to his incarceration and eventual redemption through animal welfare. Giuliani's new career has led him to save pit bulls from a dog fighting ring and drive through six-foot snowdrifts to reach 200 cats stranded at a Long Island sanctuary. James, thank you for taking the time to talk with us today.
0: Not a problem. I'm happy to be here.
1: Can you tell us about your unique book, Dogfella?
0: Oh, my, 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 my book, Dogfella. Okay. My book, Dogfella, is about my life from the beginning until present. Um... It's just, you know, it's something out there telling people uh, a little bit about me and how I rescue all the animals in Brooklyn off the streets, how I basically came up and, you know, on the streets, hanging out with all the gangsters, doing bad things to good things.
1: What is your second favorite story from the book?
0: My second favorite story from the book? Mm. Well, you know, uh, my second favorite story would probably be the cat rescue out in Long Island. When I drove about six, seven hours in four feet of snow to dig out about two to three hundred cats.
1: Wow! And yeah. so you're in the snow. You dug out these two to three hundred cats, and, and then what'd you do with them after that? Like that's no, a lot. It
0: was, it was actually a sanctuary, and we got hit with a blizzard. They got like six feet of snow. Okay. We only had four, so it was about sixty, seventy miles away and all the streets were closed and i had to figure out how to get out there and nobody was helping the sanctuary at all and all the cats were just covered up and uh, i needed to get out there so basically me and this kid vinny jumped in my truck and we we did it we did it kid and it was um it was pretty crazy you know it really was crazy it was uh, about 13 hours out there just digging and digging finding cats giving them room it was um it was, that, that's true rescue right there hands-on, you know?
1: Everything happens for a reason. Do you think your past led you to where you are today?
0: 100%. You know, um, you know. people ask me all the time, you know, one of the big questions is, James, you ever kill anybody? So I turn around and I say, listen, there's two times where I actually stuck a gun. One time I stuck a gun in a kid's mouth and the gun misfired. Another time I actually took a gun and shot a kid 17 times in his car and he got up and walked away. Not one bullet touched him. Two times... I should have had two kids killed, and um, I believe God intervened. God made those bullets sway because God knew he had a bigger picture for me later on in life, and um, I, truly, I truly believe that, 100%. God definitely set me up for this.
1: Did you ever expect this much notoriety from just from rescuing animals?
0: No, no. And, and, you know, the funny thing is everybody comes to me. I don't go to them. I'm not the type of guy who calls up and says, listen, you know, I got this thing. Can you come down and film it, blah, blah, blah? I mind my business just like I did when I was hanging out with the gangsters. I mind my business. I keep my head low. My, my main objective every day is to get up, take care of 74 animals that are in my, you know, in my facility. That is my goal, you know, um, and, and go out and, and, and help more that need it. You know, all this publicity, I mean, it's great because you want to know why I'm changing minds. Um, you know, people have come up to me and they've told me how much I inspired them to help animals. And that's my goal. It isn't about money. It ain't about riches. It ain't about fame. I really could care less. As long as my voice gets across to people, brother, that, you know, that, that's the biggest gift I can get. You know, just like Bruno changed my life, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be everybody's Bruno. I'm going to change their lives.
1: You talked about inspiring others. What advice do you have for people that want to help out?
0: You know, you know it's funny. Uh, I was just talking about this. You want to help out, help out with what needs help first. You know, um, you scream puppy, a thousand people go. You scream cat, nobody goes. Everybody has the feral cats in their neighborhoods. Go to the, go to the supermarket, buy a cheap can of tuna fish, put it out there for the cat. You know what I'm saying? That's rescue. Rescue isn't writing a check, mailing it, and now I feel good about myself. That's not rescue. Rescue is hands-on, knowing what's going on, knowing what you're doing, knowing where your money's going, you know. Put, put some water out in the backyard on the hot days for the cats. You know, these are the things that, you know, that's what I tell people, you know.
1: Um,
0: you don't have to open up a facility like me and, 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 and be 15 hours a day like me. A simple thing, walk into a supermarket, open up a can of food, and put it out there. Believe me, it does wonders.
1: Do you ever feel like you're the only one trying to save these animals?
0: Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, sometimes I do. Because um, I see a lot of people, you know, I, I say this a lot. I say, you know, I'm hardcore. You know, and a lot of people are weekend warriors. Everybody helps in a little bit of a way, but if they helped a little bit more, we can clean it up. I mean... How many dogs are dying in the shelters every day? They're getting euthanized every day. And we have thousands of groups out there, thousands. How can this possibly be? You know, because everybody's got to get in there more. They've got to they, they put more into it, you know, not just talk on Facebook about it, not just post things. They've got to get out there and get hands on. They've got to get in the trenches. Listen, I can use all the help. I get no one. I go on rescues. I go by myself. I call people up, they're busy, they're going to dinner, they're going here. I haven't been to dinner in 10 years. I haven't been on vacation. I haven't been to a wedding in 10 years. How about that?
1: Wow. Do you think the government should do more for animal rights? Well, I I would love for them to do it, but they never
0: will. There's too much money in it. You know what I'm saying? There's too much money in this. They'll never do it. They'll never stop the puppy mills. They'll never stop the puppy stores. You know, sales tax alone is in the billions. They're never going to stop it. You know, we need more people to get out there and get their hands dirty. That's what I need. I need a crew like I used to have back in the old days. That's what I need. You know, but like I said, a lot of people are selfish. They worry about themselves. You know, I did that for the first 30 years of my life. For the next 30, I'm going to be worrying about the animals. I can say that for myself.
1: And you talk about getting more people involved. What keeps you motivated to keep doing it?
0: What keeps you motivated? Like what jump-started you? So a seven-pound Shih Tzu that had maggots eating it on the street that I found one day. That's what motivated me. And his shirt that I gave him to cover up all the sores and all the tumors said stud on it. It still lays next to my bed. It's on my little, uh, my little nightstand with the lamp. It's been there for nine years, ten years now. Never washed it, never moved it. Every morning I get up, I look at that, and that's why I know what I do. You understand? Listen. Anybody can get up and open up a refrigerator or turn on a spigot for water. A dog, a cat, nothing can. Without us, they suffer. They're going to die. And the kick in the ass is, oops, excuse me, the kick is when they come, we take them in. And then we discard them like they're supposed to go out and take on with their lives, and they can't. So so the reason why they're in peril is because of us. You understand? So how can, you know, how can I not see that? How can I not make a move on that? That's ridiculous.
1: How important is the support from your wife to get through the days and keep doing this? Well,
0: my, my wife doesn't see me. My wife hasn't. My wife sees me three hours a day. That's when I go home and take care of the 30 animals in my house with my wife. Then I come home, my head hits the pillow, and I wake up before she even gets up. She never sees me, but she's all for it. You know, I mean, it gets tough. Um, we, we, we do nothing. We have no life, but... It's okay, because the trade-off to me is worth it. I'll give up my life for them. It doesn't make a difference. I had a life. I partied. I did more drugs, drinking, partying than anybody will ever do in 10 lifetimes. You understand? Time for me to give back a little bit.
1: James, my time is up. Thank you so much, and I wish you the best of luck with your mission and in rescuing the animals and anything that people can do, get off of Facebook and actually get out there and, and work on it. Thank you. Get
0: out there and help them, brother. You know, you know, computers don't help animals. You've got to get out there and physically help them, feed them, clean them, give them some, give them anything, give them attention. That's what they want.
1: That was some powerful stuff from James Giuliani. His book, Dogfella, is out now. Visit his store, The Diamond Collar in Brooklyn, and check out his website, thediamondcollar.com.
0: Hey, Matt, we survived another episode. Oh, no!
1: Once again, there are several ways to continue the conversation after the show. Follow us on Twitter at monkeys underscore robot. You can look at our silly photos on Instagram at monkeys robots. You can follow me on Twitter at Matthew Sardo. The biggest compliment we receive is when the subscriber number goes up on SoundCloud. Also, if you have a chance, rate our show on iTunes. If you have an Android device, listen to the show on Stitcher. There's also this great app called TuneIn. Listen to every radio station in the world plus the Monkeys Fighting Robots podcast.
0: Okay, Lunchbox, let's
1: try this again. There are so many people that made the 26th episode of Monkeys Fighting Robots a success. Special thanks to James Giuliani for calling the Monkeys Fighting Robots hotline. Jeff Shade is the creator of our amazing intros and outros. Jessica Wynn designed the Monkeys Fighting Robots logo. Are you a monkey? Are you a robot? The staff at Visual Realm built our website and keeps it up and running. To all my friends, family, and the interweb, Thank you for joining us for this episode of Monkeys Fighting Robots.
0: And now, an ad from Dad. All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off?